This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk. Hello, I am CityWire Wealth Manager's Ross Miller. And I recently welcomed Charlie White Thompson, Chief Executive of Saxo UK, to the CityWire Studios. We discussed how the new generation of investors must adapt to a new paradigm, the race to the bottom in fees, and how a decade-long Goldilocks period has shaped investors' attitude towards risk, and what that means for portfolios going forward. Here's what he had to say. Charlie, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I want to start off a little bit with the active versus passive debate in the context of the pretty unprecedented economic environment at the moment. Um, so when it comes to active versus passive, is it important that investors are proactive at the moment, given this environment, or will passive investing remain robust? A good question, Ross, and thank you very much for having me here today. Um, I think that proactive is the key word here in that if I look back over the last 10 years, I think that the, the voice of the passive manager has been louder than the voice of the active manager. And I think now that we're in a new paradigm and we are in a much more volatile market. And I think now it's very important to have a part of your money in active managed funds. And what I mean by that is both long only and hedge funds and macro hedge funds. I think that what I'm personally looking for is that I'm looking for seasoned, experienced portfolio managers who've been around for more than just one cycle, i.e. more than just one Goldilocks period and have the ability to make monies both when the market goes up and when the market goes down. And I guess I want to talk a little bit about risk also. So we've got this new generation of investors, and up until a few years ago, I guess, they didn't they didn't, you know, need that that active management in the same way, I guess. It would be interesting to know if you agree with that and just a little bit on how the last ten years or so have shaped this generation's attitude to risk in general. Yes, I think so. As I think about the last 10 years, I think it was a Goldilocks period. I think you had markets move from bottom left to top right of the screen. And um, in addition to that, you had a very supportive monetary policy. And what I mean by that is that there was a lot of cheap money sloshing around in the system. And whenever there was an incident or a big issue, uh, central banks and other agencies would, would come to the rescue in the form of rate cuts or in the form of quantitative easing. And I think that that period is now gone. And as I look forward I, over the next 10 years, I think if you, w if you want to make good returns, I really think you need to understand that we're in a new paradigm and that risk management uh, is an absolute key part uh, to what you do. And I guess another element of risk, particularly for the retail investor, would be the risk of not fully understanding what it is you're investing in when it comes to third-party funds, strategies. How do you feel in general about sort of transparency and labeling when it comes to asset managers? And what does the current level of transparency really mean for a retail investor and their portfolio? Yes, I think in general markets are very transparent. I mean, if I think now, I think that retail investors are very powerful. They can uh, opt or act almost exactly like an institutional manager now. So there's the ability to go long, there's the ability to go short. If you take Saxo's portfolio or Saxo's universe, we've got 60,000 instruments. So 
there is huge there is huge huge access and and huge availability of things so things are transparent but i think it's very important for retail investors to be curious and to understand exactly what's going on in their portfolio we've discussed the the previous 10 years we're now in more difficult 10 years and therefore to get returns you're going to have to work harder and as part of that I think it's also important that you understand exactly what's going in, in your, going on in your portfolio. So that's things like concentration risk or currency risk. And I'll give you an example of this. Um, about two weeks ago, I was looking to buy a fossil fuel ETF because that's the way I wanted to play that part of my portfolio. So I put fossil fuel ETFs in. In fact, I wanted to buy a certain um, fossil fuel. And some examples came up of, of ETFs to buy. And one of these was called the fossil fuel ETF. And then what I did is, is that I drilled into that and I used the function to search the top 10 positions within that, which is part of being curious, part of understanding what's going on in your portfolio. And within that, I suddenly found that the top 10 holdings were either US technology names, for example, Microsoft, Apple, or US farmers. Uh, pharmaceutical stocks and therefore if you're not curious you end up buying a fossil fuel ETF which is effectively a um, technology a technology ETF and that's not good and we need to be alert I guess another thing around which you should be alert and something of which you have to be very cognizant is fees so fair to say there's a bit of a race to, race to the bottom when it comes to fees when it comes to OCFs among funds and also model portfolios. Um, so who do you think the winners are from this sort of race to zero fees? And is there such thing as a free lunch? I, I think in financial markets, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, I mean, I am responsible for a, a financial business in the United Kingdom. Um, it is complex. It is not cheap to run. Um, there are many moving parts. And therefore, I think there may be winners in the short term of this race to zero or almost zero fees because the firms responsible may see a, a wave of new clients coming in and the investors may see uh, may be able to deal very cheaply but medium term long term financial firms cannot run on no money and i think what will happen is is that the service will fall and corners will be cut and therefore my focus is is to get the balance right on fees and to be demanding of your wealth managers be very demanding versus performance and ensure that you have full access to the to 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 a broad spectrum of um, of instruments and i think you used the uh, an, an analogy about restaurants if you think that you can eat for free in a restaurant day in day out then something is wrong and therefore i would encourage everyone to be demanding of their wealth managers to ensure that um, they really understand the fee structure and Nothing is for free. So I do also want to focus a bit more on the current economic environment and the sort of unprecedented economic conditions that we, yeah, we haven't seen at least for a long time anyway. Let's start with inflation. Do you think central banks have done enough to fight inflation and support the economy? And my view on that is I think uh, central banks have been slow to pick up on inflation. I think that they were slow to pick up on it. And um, I think there are many valid reasons why that's the case. Um, Unless you were employed in the 1970s in the UK, you don't know what inflation is. Unless you've lived in an emerging market, you don't know what inflation is. And I think, I think as a result, um, 
that central banks and institutions were slow. And now it's the, f but now I think everyone's on message. It's now the, I would say goal number one, to get the inflation genie back in, uh, back into the bottle. And one of the things I worry about is that uh, we've been talking, or I've been writing about policy failure in that I use the analogy of threading a needle. And what I mean by that is that we know we need to bring down inflation because inflation is a hidden tax. Mm -hmm. And effectively what that means is that one of the tools to bring down inflation is interest rates, where you raise interest rates. But we know that governments are indebted and we know that consumers are indebted. So the key is how do you get that balance right between slowing the inflation without crashing the economy and without significantly negatively imp impacting the uh, consumer? And that, I don't underestimate, is, is a big challenge. But I think that, in general, central banks were slow to pick up on this. And as we head into a more sort of recessionary environment, do you think investors are prepared to meet that challenge? I think, in general, people are reading a lot of negative news at the moment. And you can paint a pretty bearish picture in the UK. I mean, you can talk about interest rates up, inflation crisis of uh, living crisis or cost of living crisis, um, issues around the housing market, you can paint it. So I think that there's a lot of information about there, which is beginning to flash in front of people to alert them that things are going on. One of my worries is, though, is I still believe there is an attitude among many retail investors that someone else will come and bail them out. And we call that, or it is called moral hazard. And I think that that is really a result of the last 10 years. And we said earlier that when there was an issue in the past, interest rates would get cut, quantitative easing would happen, and the problem would go away. With inflation where we are now, it's not possible to cut interest rates. It's not possible to inject a lot of QE apart from on maybe one-off ad hoc emergencies. And therefore, I think that wealth managers need to raise their game. Um, they need to and I think retail investors need to drive this, is that the portfolio has many gears. You don't need to just drive in fifth gear. Uh, you have the ability to make money when the market goes down. You need to understand what dollar averaging is. You need to understand concentration risk. If you're going to make sustained returns in what I believe is a much more volatile period, you need to understand these. And it's not rocket science, but it's important that you understand these drivers within your portfolio. And as we're using a car analogy, I'll stick with it. My advice is to drive with a safety belt. And that means downside protection uh, within your portfolio. And retail investors should be demanding of their wealth managers that they provide this. And if they don't provide it, change wealth manager. Okay, and as someone who's seen crises come and go during your career, what advice would you give to, to an investor as we head into this new environment? Yeah, I think that's a great uh, question to finish on, Ross. My advice on that is uh, stay confident, one. Uh, every day bring, brings a new opportunity. Understand that your portfolio has many gears and that you can make money when the market goes up and that the market goes down. Recognize that you're in a new paradigm. Be demanding of the people who support you. And um, I'm very confident that if you bear all those in mind, uh, you will perform very well in this uh, new paradigm. Excellent. Well, with that message, we're going to bring it to a close today. So, Charlie, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you to those who have tuned in. Thanks very much, Ross. It's uh, very good to be here.
This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk. 